stretch out with your feelings. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Welcome to Rogue Support, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. We are your hosts, Dizzard, Omnis, and Finger Guns. Our goal as a cast is to give you that support you need for your gaming needs, whether that be tactics, supplies, hobby ideas, or just friendly banter. We are in your corner of the cantina. If you enjoy what you are listening to, be sure to leave a review and let us know how we are doing. As well, come hop in our Discord. There you can show off your hobby, talk rules and tactics, and anything Star Wars Shatterpoint related. We'll have a link in the description or show notes, whatever you look at. Now let's go ahead and open those blast doors and get on the sh- with the show. Man, I messed up at the very end. Close <laughs> <laughs> the blast doors! Close the blast doors! I was uh, like, oh man. Uh, of course. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna whatever we leave it in there uh anyways welcome to the first episode of i almost said the rogues cantina because i was looking at the words uh rogue support uh star wars shatter point podcast and let me go ahead and hit this button over here uh we're gonna start off oh my goodness everything just hit oh my goodness this is why i can't do anything perfect all right we're gonna start off the show with the rogues cantina segment um i came up with the name for that one we're gonna discuss what we are playing painting and partaking in as this being our first episode, we will also give our host introductions here, and let's go ahead and start off with Omnis. All right, well, I figured it is a, is kind of themed, an Elysian space dust for for a Star Wars show seemed appropriate for me, and so, mm, um, so that's that's what I'm drinking tonight, and um. <laughs> From I've been podcasting for a long time, so I always like feel like everybody knows me at this point. But uh, I actually started uh, my miniatures journey with Star Wars Minis by Wizards of the Coast was the game that kind of got me into everything. So there's definitely like a part of me that has that Star Wars miniatures background that I'm really excited for. And there's I still remember they had a, a Darth Maul on a speeder bike, but both of his hands were like on the on the. Uh, handlebars control whatever and i and i edit I, I cut off his arm and i like added a new arm from like a different miniature that had a lightsaber i think it was probably a vader arm or something and so that he could be like one hand on lightsaber up and and that was really the introduction to hobbying for me that kind of like gave me just enough that i was able to get into war machine um and not feel you know totally totally blown away by the whole adventure um so there's a part of me that really that kind of misses that and kind of hopes that um, Shatterpoint will capture a bit of that for me and um, and at this point I can't be into a game and not talk about it. So <laughs> this is your life now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you like it, you're definitely going to do it. All right. Is that what I was supposed to cover in that section? I forget. Was yeah, there, yeah. Did I miss something? No, I think that's good. Uh, okay. Anything you're playing or partaking or painting? Um, I kind of, one of the things that's been on my mind a lot, um, it was almost on my mind for MCP. There was a point where I was like, what kind of board do I want to do? And so I've been thinking a lot about what my first set of terrain is going to end up looking like. And because there's going to be, going to be a lot of tattooing themed stuff right away. <laughs> and so I'm thinking about leaning towards more of a, um, more of a Star Destroyer, Death Star sort of feel, maybe, um, 
maybe a Mustafar planet. I've ordered a bunch of stuff, um, but I haven't like taken the full dive into putting it together. But gonna do something like that to separate from like probably all the the Tatooine terrain that we're gonna see right off the bat. So, um, and I'm crazy excited about the Mandalorians in the game. So, oh, I'm, so good. Uh, when the lo- when the logo is the logo, <laughs> I'm I'm the din in the in the future logo. Uh, I guess I'm I guess very excited so. about the Mandalorians, and I I loved season three of the Mandalorian. Um, so I'm uh, I'm I'm all hyped, so hyped. I guess that's uh, something we should hit on. I think the logo that people can see right now is Boba and um, oh, blank blank Bosk Bosk and, and um, Cade. Uh, Not yeah, Cade. Cade. Um, uh, yeah, Cade. Cad. 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 We're, we're so Cade bad. Uh, we know Star Wars. I, I don't swear. really care for Cad Bane. Like, I don't know if that's like going to turn off any particular listener, but he's certainly not my not my favorite. I, I started rewatching Clone Wars and I got to the episodes where like he first shows up and it's like, he is pretty cool. He's he's, he's definitely he's, a badass. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's just he's kind of a badass. Also, if he has the scoundrel like keyword and mall has the scoundrel keyword let's let's jump the finger guns what you got i'm drinking sweet baby jesus tonight because sweet baby jesus i sure do love me a good star wars game i like three things in this life <laughs> i like more than that but uh, i love a good balanced game i love skirmish games and i do uh absolutely love star wars so this is uh this is uh a perfect storm for me i'm very excited for this game i'm very excited to talk about this game and i'm sure that it will uh overwhelm most of my free thoughts for quite some time <laughs> so that's going to be fun uh i came to crisis protocols where i met dizzard and, and omnis and uh i came via star wars games from ffg so uh, i started with x-wing that was pretty much like i got the uh the uh the gateway drug in x-wing all my miniatures were painted everything was fine all i had to do was like sit at the table and play and then I moved from there into Legion, and that got me uh, painting uh, in Imperial Assault. And, uh, yep, so now I'm here <laughs> after a lengthy stand playing Crisis Protocol, which has been a blast and uh, probably isn't stopping. But uh, I'm excited to play Shatterpoint, and uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of Obi-Wan Kenobi because uh, that was always Dude, a looks so good. favorite. Uh, great pose, and, like, a card looks insane. Absolutely. Uh, okay, my turn. Um, so I, I I have like the worst ADHD ever. I swear. Um, <laughs> I I just I don't know. I think I'm just so excited because I think one of my first forays into listening to podcasts was Flight Makes Right, uh, and now wow. I'm here with a co-host of Honest. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of cool to like be here and like we've had like i've been on like your um the mcp show and we've had all that stuff but it's now we're now we're together <laughs> uh it's the, it's the bald and beards cast the bald and bearded yeah i actually have a Beers shaving profile now yeah. so i actually don't have to shave uh <laughs> so we're, we're working on it um but as far as mixtures stuff goes i got into it because of my dad he had everything um got into war machine i remember playing what was the star wars game that like 20 years ago probably like duels or something like that um that was like probably the first star wars miniatures game that i ever touched and that was always fun because it was like basically if you played like unmatched it's kind of like unmatched and i think unmatched really took a lot of stuff from duels okay. uh, that was always fun unmatched is a great game yeah 
Um, but yeah, then AMG was like, hey, we're doing a Star Wars game. And I was like, well, AMG makes a great product. And uh, also, like shout out to Plummer. He's one of my favorite people on this planet. And I he had not even like mentioned just like how much this was his game till I saw the, the rule book. And it was like, <laughs> lead motherfucker, Michael Plummer. I'm like, holy shit, my boy. Oh, my God. I like... I remember when he got hired at AMG, like we had uh, we had played some MCP and like we were talking about playing more. And like after one night, he was like, dude, you just got me so excited to play more MCP and like work on rosters. And I was like, hell yeah, you're like my favorite dude. And then he got hired at AMG and I probably went to work on this almost right away because this was kind of in year one of MCP. So he probably yeah. went right into he was probably hired to work on this. So whole, like just cool 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 adventure really good people love you know got to see more of the people from amg that i didn't know at adepticon um did not get to meet sarah but met a whole bunch of the rest of their crew and just like what a great like phenomenal group of people absolutely um and that's that that honestly is what sold me to this game like i was like really i'm really still into mcp but just the fact that like it's AMG doing this game makes me very much really, really wanting to play this game even more. Not just the fact that it's a Star Wars IP, but the fact that it's AMG doing it. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I've been hooked ever since I saw the core box was exactly what I wanted to play with Maul and Mandos. And I was like, this is <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I don't need anything else. Like, I'm set. Um, which I, OK, how about this? Let's, let's, let's go off the rails a little bit here. What is one character that you really want to see in this game? <laughs> one. You get one. Just one? Oh, man. I mean, I was really happy to <laughs> start with Asajj, right? Like, getting Asajj right away was really cool. But um, honestly, I was, I was thinking about some of the other Sith Lords, and I feel like I think KOTOR is still canon. Yep. So I was I was thinking, and I'm not going to say the name that people are thinking I'm going to say. I was thinking about Darth Zion. Okay. Um, because especially like in, because he's like nearly unkillable. And in mm. most games that wouldn't work, right? But in this, you could have a character that has extra wounds and extra health. And like most of the time your characters don't die anyway. So having a character that truly kind of feels unkillable or maybe even a character that actually seems kind of hard to wound, like would be really interesting in this and and so that is just something i'm not sure if that's my number one but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna go okay with it. works for me what about you yeah. figure guns what you got oh man i'm a sucker for the ot so as soon as like i like i don't mean to be like <laughs> basic or anything but like as soon as i can get my hands on some ot stuff i'm, I'm all in i'm gonna feel great about all that all right. so uh, I, han and chewy I only get to pick one, so Han and Chewie. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, you get that's one, you get literally the other. not. One. <laughs> he he cheats. Whenever we play this game, he cheats. I, I I'm the one who cheats. Come on. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I was like, I'll give two because I. I... <laughs> I've been playing MCP against <laughs> Shatterpoint rules. Like, oh, I guess I'm not going to do anything with this model. Anyway, uh, back in like blight make right days and stuff like whenever i did stuff with a manual i would always be like which ninja turtle he's a like, splinter i like that's that's not one of the four ninja turtles. <laughs> sith or jedi uh, mandalorian like, <laughs> jesus can you pick from the selection <laughs> what about you desert who's your uh, who's your one I, 
I've always, you know, I want I want Qui Gon and I want it to look like Liam Neeson. That's that's all I want. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Young Qui Gon from the uh, the the show the Tales? Like, Tales. Like I really liked seeing Young Qui Gon. Okay, like, Master and Dooku and I. I watched Tales and I was like, this makes Dooku seem so much more wholesome. Like like. <laughs> Oh, I never really got into Dooku's story, so I never really knew that much about it. And they did the whole tail scene, and I was like, "Wow, Dooku just kind of got the shaft." Um, oh, like... he manipulated from the get go. Like, yeah, you, you you knew in the moment when uh, when um, Palpatine told Anakin, "Like, fucking kill him." Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. and like Dooku right, realized the, the whole time that he was a pawn <laughs> and um, was was being manipulated. Um, and so I, you always felt like there was something going on there. Um, but I don't want to spoil too much from Tales, but, like, yeah. I always kind of wondered, like, when Dooku was on board, like, when he became the apprentice and, like, what what point in the process and realizing that he was already, like, like on board with Sidious, like, before episode one. Yeah. Right, and that I didn't. Maybe other people knew that in the background, but I I thought that was really cool. And he like showed up. He was like, "Why did Why did Qui Gon have to die for this to happen?" Like, I yeah. love Qui Gon. Yeah, that like that's like how I felt too. I was like, "Why did he have to die?" He's like one of the coolest, coolest yeah. Jedi. I, I love Qui Gon's like whole like philosophy with Jedi and like the borderline gray Jedi stuff. That's always interested me the most when it comes down to it. Um, so I, I'd love a great, I'd, a great Jedi. I'd love a, a Qui Gon, and I guess since Sam took two, I took two. I want Revan. <laughs> you can get a second one if you want now. Podcasting with these basic. Scope I want Revan and Han Solo. <laughs> uh, coffee time. I don't want Han Solo too soon. To be fair, <laughs> I want him to come out like at the peak power level of the game. Give me, give me a Han Solo when the game is in like peak form, not the like we're like figuring out the rules for the first like two years. And then I have a Han Solo I can't play with in two years because it's like, but he needs help. You know, you're like, you need to like find a way to make him get over the hump. (laughs) Coffee time, like literally the first time I'd ever heard the term like kind of gatekeeper list was in Star Wars minis. And it was the Thrawn (laughs) Vader list. It was Thrawn came out and Thrawn basically like marked the line. It was like, if you cannot beat the Thrawn Vader list, (laughs) <laughs> then you were not competitive. Like it was just like this was a thing that you had. Like everything else had to be rebound. Like everything else had to like plan around. Could they? Did they have a reasonable chance against uh, against that list? And it was good for like basically as soon as Thrawn came out, it was good for the entire length of um, of Star Wars, which is the coast Star Wars. It was just called Star Wars. <laughs> but um, so Thrawn has a special place in my miniatures game history. Yeah, I, I, I think Thrawn would be super cool, but I could also see Yoda having some sort of deck manipulation would be... I could see Yoda having stuff like that. Well, it seems cool. like they're doing droids as kind of like the order deck manipulator, yeah. and so any droids down the road, um, it could it could really end up being like Separatists end up being the like, oh, you don't like the, 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 the order deck, you know, thing? Well, like play droids because they, you know, screw with that. Oh man, let's get let's get Gun Ray. <laughs> uh. San Hill was a was a badass in Wizards of the Coast many days. He he changed the game, so I there's a part of me that also looks forward to him. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and move on. This will be I don't know probably a segment. We decided it's not a segment anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I was like 
talking to Thoras, and he's known for doing a lot of rules moderation for MCP. And I was like, what do you think would be like a good name for this? And he's like, I don't really know that much Star Wars lore, but I did a quick Google search, and I got Chamber of Judgment. And I was like, that sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was no pre-discussion about this format. It was just like, just like this is the way Here it would be. This is, this is how it is. Um, so our next segment we're going to do is uh, Chamber of Judgment, unless somebody comes up with a better idea. But I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, but basically, it'll be a segment where we talk about a rule. I just picked one. I think we're going to cycle through. Like, okay. I'm just going to pick I- the next one, and... I think if you're going to call it Chamber of Judgment, I think mm-hmm. you have to say it in like a cool Sith tone. Like, not just, oh, we're doing the Chamber of Judgment. Chamber like, of Judgment. This is the Chamber <laughs> of Judgment. You know, do something. Do it. Like, put a I, dessert spin know, on it. I don't have a dessert spin on stuff. I'm just happy to go lucky. You know, that is my dessert spin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or maybe that's the thing. They're like every time we do this segment, we introduce it a little bit differently. And I like that. Let's just do it okay. different every single time, and be a yeah. surprise. Okay. And then people can look forward to it and be like, "This is better than last week." Or <laughs> Whoever does it in Jar Jar's voice gets kicked off the cast. Fair. I I um I can accept that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we know you want to retire when you do that segment. In <laughs> then Jar you're done. It's like, oh, you you're ready to be done. Great. You know, you're moving on. You're moving on. Uh, but the goal of this is basically talk about a rule that one of us is going to pick out and discuss it. And I picked one that's really kind of been throwing me for a loop in like testing uh, these rules out in games and stuff. And that is the whole wounded and injured mechanic mm. because it's, it's basically like good. nothing ever worked in a game before. Um, so real quick to just go over it is to become wounded, you need to receive a number of damage tokens equal to your stamina. The opponent will advance their momentum cube once this happens. And then once you are wounded, you cannot give engagement penalties or contest objectives. Wounded units also cannot, or wounded character, yeah, units can also not suffer damage or have it removed. Once you are wounded, you must also spend an additional force to use an active or reactive ability for each wounded token. Now, the part that's been throwing me off, because it never happens with any other game, is if you have some sort of like two or more like um, bases, I guess you could say, um, is the fact that you could still do stuff when you're wounded. Like, I can use reactive abilities. It just costs mm-hmm. more. And, like, let's talk about our girl ahsoka uh <laughs> um i think she's probably like the prime example for this and the fact of her uh oh god what's it called um basically her character ability i forgot what they actually call in the rule book um the one where if a character it takes damage she can say i'm gonna make a move and then heal you three times um she's super good. super good and the fact that she can do that while she's wounded i think is massive and another fun one is I've been trying out Django and his, oh, you activated within range three of me. I'm going to roll some dice and you're probably going to take damage. Um, like that ability is really, really good. Um, so I just think the whole mechanic of wounded and injured is actually really clever with how they did it. Because other than Maul, like nobody really dies in the game, like for good. And you always feel like you're able to do something. Regardless of I've what's actually happening. killed the battle droids once. That's fair. I, I think killed I've killed, like, killed, killed something, but it was like only one character out of the whole entire thing. Like, I've never, like, I tabling something, I think it's going to be, like, almost impossible in this game. Um, well, I don't we can know, get to but... that a little bit more. Like, I don't think, like, tabling, yes, is impossible, yeah. I think. 
<laughs> but like removing things from the table is possible and i think there are different strategies if like you want to go about getting something off the table and i'm not sure how how valid that strategy is yet but we'll we'll see but what do, what do you guys think of the whole wound and injured mechanic and do you have anything you want to point out about it just let finger guns go first it's kind of um this entire game is is very beautiful it's uh there's a grace to this game that i don't think uh any other miniature skirmish game i've ever played <laughs> elegance has. is the word elegance like. yeah there's an yeah elegance there's an elegance to it yeah definitely just, oh and I think that the this this wounded mechanic is, is is the same thing. And honestly, because of my background in other games, I'm having the same hard time wrapping my head around it, both on the table and in my own like playing games. I'm not sure I've actually played a game where we've gotten this completely right yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how long? How many to- how many times did you play MCP before you think you actually got all the rules right? I still get rules wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. <laughs> But uh, th- there's a lot more complexity to, to this game, both in, you know, like the layers. There's there's layers to everything. It's very, yeah. very layered and metered. So you, uh, it's very different from Crisis Protocol, which is very random. It's like everything in Crisis Protocol is random, and this is all very metered so that everything stays very consistent throughout the games. And this wound mechanic is a prime example of how, of one way that they're enacting that on the game. You, so... You just get to go, right? You always get to go with your guys until they've been removed from the table. And then he's just like gone early. (laughs) Well, that's because he only has what two wounds. He he he's one shy. He's such a savage. I don't. He's not savage. He's just a savage. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference? What's 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 the difference? Pronunciation. And it's his brother. Um. Well, I, I love the the mechanic. One, it just means for anyone, if you your your favorite character is very unlikely to leave the table, and you will get to activate them multiple times. There's there's really basically nothing that stops that. Now, there is stacking status effects, so you can certainly have an activation that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, there was a game I was playing against myself, and hit a point where um, one side had Maul and Anakin. And both of them had so many status effects on them. There was no good play. And it was like, okay, well, I have to activate Maul now. He's pinned and he's strained and he's got like one health left. And it was just like, well, if he shakes strain so he doesn't die, he can't move. Like, like he's just like, you're just like, okay, well, now I'm stuck here. So I can't make an attack. I'm not by anyone significant. And so you, you certainly can have activations where you feel like someone does nothing. But with that said, it's cool. There's just because, like, there's never going to be that experience where you're like, oh, I want to play Vader, and then Vader dies. Like, that's yep. just that's really not going to be a thing. Um, but it's also just really interesting how it plays out on the table. And I think we're going to talk about it more throughout the episode. But, like, I forget where, where we're going to talk about this. But it creates some really interesting dilemmas of... When exactly do you want to wound a character? Like, it's it's super good when first activation of round one, someone moves up their droids or moves up their clones, and then you immediately wound them. And now, there's a whole activation deck, maybe more, that they are not contesting. 
And then that creates an interesting question of, well, do you use the Shattered Point card to activate them and get them contesting again? But then if you do that, does that potentially open them up to being removed early on? Like, if you pull the Shattered Point card, second or third card, right? So you're only three activations in, and now you have a injured droids or injured clones or whatever now the potential of them leaving the table might be might be real and so that that whole dynamic of that choice that choice tree i i love it i think it's it's super interesting and super elegant yeah um you guys keep talking about models not dying like your favorite model in the game and currently apparently like you ominous made the joke that i just love cyborgs apparently because cable is you love my... partially cyborg characters that are fan favorites and underperform yeah. on the table that is your but, love uh, oh drink oh, sorry sorry i don't know why but coffee's <laughs> um anyways um because Damn, he cable... didn't say who he just said drink so oh, <laughs> right. yeah. um so because i love cable everybody knows this uh, oh, I mentioned X Force. That's that's what it is. <laughs> I can't I can't escape it. Anyways, uh, but I love Maul. Like Maul is like my go-to in the game right now. And I this hot hot take hot take alert right here. Right, um, I am actually of the opinion that Maul is probably out of the released characters that like have been shown. Or not released, but the characters that have been shown. I think Maul is probably the strongest primary. Um, you are out of your mind. No, I'm. I. You are so no. out of your mind. What does he give you that makes you feel that way? But if 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 damage isn't something that's real, and you're not able to take models off the board, what is bringing someone? Okay, who's so like what is what does what does like damage primary function? Though? Because he basically one shots everybody. No, he does not. Yes, he does. Yes, no. he absolutely does. He absolutely what? does. I can so, confirm. Okay, so three games so. against Dizzard, he absolutely <laughs> does. One shot everything. So the issue, okay, so <laughs> Coffee mentions Anakin, right? Anakin one shots people too. But the issue with Anakin is Anakin isn't self sufficient, where you can have Maul be completely self sufficient and do everything he wants to with no outside support. What do you um, mean Anakin's not? Okay, how does Anakin move? How does Anakin get up the board round one? Oh, Rex the moves same him. As any character. Rex, Rex moves him. <laughs> and, and then, then And then he goes. <laughs> uh, Maul does it all by himself. He doesn't need somebody to act for him. So it's like you put him in reserve, wait till somebody's a nice target, and then you go and you whiff all your dice. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm immediately understanding Sploosh and Jacob's pain. Now, <laughs> I suddenly like fair. I, I suddenly emphasize with you guys sense. so much. <laughs> um, I haven't even played Obi Wan uh, yep. out of the out of this first row of releases. Mm -hmm. I haven't even played Obi Wan, and I think Obi Wan's Same. the best. Okay, so I think Obi Wan is best for team synergies, but I think for like self sufficiency, this is a team synergy game. Okay, that to be fair, everything's actually super synergistic. Like Sam was talking about yeah. layers upon layers upon layers. Like you have yeah. to pay attention to your whole entire squad the entire game. It's it's I love it. I love the fact that it's that synergistic. Um, yeah. And but I, I I do actually think that Maul is absolutely insane. And the more I play okay. him, the more I think that if you have a player who is extremely practiced with Maul and can play him really well, Maul is scarier than Anakin or Obi. I think the the initial wave, it's always aggressive rosters, lists, decks that, yeah. that surge ahead Which early. And I think you're riding that wave right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so like, I've tried. I've tried playing Annie Obi. I've tried doing all this other stuff. And I keep going back to let me go um, Maul and Ahsoka and Mandos. And it's it's so strong. Um, oh, I, I love I love playing yeah. Ahsoka Asajj 
Mandos. Is to be great. fair, I would say, to be fair, Maul needs Ahsoka to heal him back up. Um, yeah. but, 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 but that's besides yeah. the point. He's oh, yeah. So suddenly now we're talking about the team synergy. Darth Maul no, does not but, need. But Anakin needs to get there. Darth Maul gets there by himself. Or Lord Maul gets there by himself. Um, and also, it was kind of pointed out to me, um, if we got Robot Legs Maul, and he's called Lord Maul, how come he doesn't have the Darksaber? Alright, now, hold on. Explain to me why and how Maul gets himself there and Anakin needs synergies to get there because i take a damage and i force run then i move medium and i'm halfway up the board and i can okay. throw a lightsaber and then heal myself off of that so the, the real synergy is that it's Maul puts less yep. stress on your force like that's the best Correct. part of Maul Correct. for sure so, okay. so he puts less stress on your force he's the but only he's also contributing primary... fewer synergies he's not contributing he's, synergies he's also the only primary in the core box that has a range attack well, that's he's a relevant, cheaty Sith that's throwing that's his lightsaber around. That's absolutely relevant because the fact that I can say I'm going to take damage, I'm going to take damage, and I only need three successes and I can heal myself. Am I at four or four? No. Three or four. I don't have them, I have them memorized yet. So I got three or four. Three or four successes to heal himself back. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I think of the, the, the primaries in the core set, like I am, I'm leaning towards Anakin being like the biggest problem overall. Like, Anakin deals five damage to whatever he attacks. The, prob- the problem is, is that Anakin, he whiffs. Anakin, <laughs> well, like, all, yeah. like, Anakin basically can't not like immediately wound another primary. Mm-hmm. And you have to actively right. be very careful about having your other primaries and even your secondaries near Anakin. Yep. And, uh, but, I mean, Asajj and Ahsoka feel so close that it's really hard for me to like definitively say that Anakin is the best of the primary but if like if, I, if i'm gonna hot take and pick a best character in the core box it's bogatan bogatan that's steadfast and protection is yeah yeah bogatan is is the nuts i i think again we come back to these synergies and i think that's going to be like what makes or breaks amazing like amazing players and like casual as people who like truly understand these synergies and really bank into them because being able to run a Saj to heal and you got Bo-Katan making you steadfast and these hot takes are going to haunt you probably you can call us out <laughs> in, uh, in Dude, I was hot taking for MCP right away and I, I stand by it's most of my hot takes so. it's half the fun though I stand by this and I will always stand by this these all hot takes are going to haunt Dizzard true that's <laughs> i'm gonna wear Maul's, these hot takes like a badge of Maul's honor. amazing i'm gonna wait for uh, I'll, I'll give it three months to where somebody asks me if i still think Maul's the best in the core box um <laughs> but this this, this be like june 7th <laughs> no no uh, okay so my, Maybe my second, week. it'll be like June 11th. My second point with this whole wound and injured mechanic, and this actually took me until like probably game five to actually understand, and that is when a model's truly removed, um, because this is where I think Maul makes his money because he has the whole I can attack you when I get wounded thing. Um, <laughs> if that, it's a that, melee it. attack, if like, it's a melee attack, if it's who, Bo-Katan, who's gonna, who's gonna shoot range into Maul? everyone true uh <laughs> like the whole game basically uh but anyways um the whole when you actually remove a model like blew my mind because i was like okay well i uh, took my damage and that's my second my second um wound marker so i guess i'm just gone um but no you you stay around until you activate a whole nother time which is so strong and then you next you know dart like maul is 
throwing so, 15 dice at you. So with, with that said, yep. do so maybe for Maul it's good. Yep. But I'm not sure it's good for most characters, right? I feel like this is a decision that was probably made for the benefit of like, oh, you're you're going to get to activate your character again, right? Mm -hmm. But a third act like so envision this situation, right? Like say it's your your droids or whatever, right? And so now your your droids are now have to activate. So they take one of your activations. And then they do get to count for scoring, but then they're gone. Yep. And so you only basically like where if it was probably anyone else who's like getting them to the right point, like there are there seems to me like there can be points where like oh, you have to activate this character and like they are your your you know, your third act, like we're in the last few activations of the game, and now you have to activate this guy who's going to then leave the table. You score once and then they're gone, so you don't have any lasting VPs coming out of it. So if you don't win on that activation, I, I, maybe this is a super hot take, but yeah. I think there's going to be like streamed games that are lost because someone is forced to activate a character who's about to die and would be like, I wish that I just didn't have to activate this one and I could activate anyone else. I feel that's where balancing the reserve mechanic is going to come in huge is yeah. if you can, if you have a character who's close to being just gone, you, you just don't reserve until it comes to their turn. So they're like literally your last activation until you reshuffle. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's I Anakin, you might strong. just win the game on his true. activations, or you're just that's, like, oh, well, Anakin just, like, do or your Maul, thing. Or Maul, you know, because Maul does it, too. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want to talk about range, range in this game. So okay. if, if you're coming into Shatterpoint from uh, a, a different game system, right, like, what are the ranges? How do the ranges work? Is this a long-range game or a short-range game? Because in my experience, yeah. it seems like it's a very long-range and a very short-range, not a lot of mid-range. That you're either sniping from across the table with that, like, what range? Is it 10-inch? Is it a 12-inch or a 10-inch? I the think range five, five is the same range as MCP, so I think. Okay. Um, but my experience is that it's kind of all of them, and that's part of why I saw this discussion come up in the Shatterpoint, um, the one, the, the, the Discord that was created by the uh, professional casual nerds. Love okay. them, by the way, all of them. Love but a discussion came up where people were, like, comparing it to MCP and being like, why is the contest range one versus range two? And I think it's really important, right? Because range two contesting means that you could be contesting and then still be in range to be shot and not always not have it be all melee. So there is certainly mm -hmm. this element of where you, you, you like, you have to make this delicate decision, right? Where you walk, do you want to like walk in and be at like barely range two so that maybe someone, maybe Anakin can't get into melee with you, but Conversely, if you're right on the edge, it's really easy for someone to shoot you and then like get a shove and push you off. And it's to me, it's it's all of it. I find that I'm making making attacks at just about every range throughout the game. Okay. Um, we we're like, oh, well, like the fact that this character's got range five is really impactful in this specific activation. And then other times you're just like, oh, I'm attacking at like range three. And um, well, like the I clones have a range five, right? Like Gar Saxon's a range five. Yeah. Bo Bo Bocatan, four. They're four. They're both four. four. Okay. Yeah. I find it's Gars, pretty, Gars are five, but all the manas are four. I find it. it's pretty rare that you're actually like taking advantage of super long range. Yeah. Maybe that's a hot take. Yeah. <coughs> so I've only played a handful of games, and I played with uh, the clones in in all of them, and I, I have not been blown away by 
uh, okay, so I, I will tell I, you. I know you have a story for me here. So <laughs> I, I will tell you that the reason why you weren't blown away by the clones is because we were not doing the um, the condition mechanics very right. Uh, because clones, especially when you run Obi Annie, mm-hmm. like oh my god, there's like just conditions galore, and it adds yeah. up to more and more and more and more damage, and it makes it really insane. Because next thing you know, okay. you have three conditions on you, and you're taking three extra points of damage because of how much more conditions are piling on you. Um, so clones and Obi Annie are actually incredibly strong because of the condition game they throw in, as well as the extra damage you're getting out of the conditions. Where are the conditions coming from? Like, what do we do wrong? Uh, what's the rule? <laughs> what's the one that basically, if you're if you have a clone and they are shooting within range of another clone, it's like range five is the stupid part about it. Like it's huge. Okay. Uh, you get to put a pin and if it's Obi's, it's a strain. Um, it's okay. And that's what we were missing. Well, and is, they're just mostly like, yeah. they're not that much damage. They're mostly conditions. Yeah. And Got in it. my first proxy games, I was doing the conditions wrong and I was removing all of them when someone got wounded. Yeah. Right. And they already mm. felt good, but now when this you realize one. that you only remove one. And so, and so that's like remove pin. Pin is like right. one of the most fucked conditions. Like I think pin strain. is so good. So, I mean, strain, strain is really good too. They're all really pin, good. Let's be real. <laughs> in act, in act, I will, I will straight up say I think pin is like the when you see pin in your damage tree, you're like you're happy. Like when your character yeah. can pin because it's so impactful because you can't take a move action and then another move action, right? And so when you're going into act two and act three and you've pinned Anakin or you've pinned another primary, and suddenly they're like, I have to activate this guy, but they can't get you know, to the new objectives. I'm going to I'm gonna interrupt you real quick, because if you pin Anakin, he can't do anything. You pin Maul, he can still move. Well, Anakin can jump. <laughs> and he has to take Rex, so he's already getting other moves. <laughs> Rex, Rex is already gone, though. What are you talking about? <laughs> Okay, so where is it on their tree, though? Where Where is the pin on the clone's tree? One. No. Yes. That, yes. It was okay. No, we were definitely doing that wrong because, yes, because all I thought I got was a movement. Basically, so here's here's the thing. Like, so it's you, pin. When you're shooting. Oh with my clones, goodness, that is so much better than yeah. When you're <laughs> shooting with clones, it's literally like I'm gonna pin you before you take damage, and then I'm gonna get one result, and you're taking two damage because I got a damage and okay. a pin plus. So you take two because you're already pinned. Um, and then okay. my other clone's going to shoot you. He's going to get one result. And now I may have only gotten one success on both of my attacks, but I just did a total of four damage. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. that's clones so much better. I thought it was a movement. One success. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought that, that the the game that we played, that was a movement. That was like yeah. a, a no, short we were, movement. The, so the advance is the, the cross, <laughs> yeah. the getting the full advance, and then the... The the dash is like the the so, kind of spaced out arrow that has sections to it. Yeah. So the first game that we played, the cards were so blurry and we couldn't really like do it. And is that when you message me, you're like, "Do yeah. you have less yes. blurry cards?" Basically, on this yeah. like, here Basically. you go, Diz. Um, I have less blurry cards for you. So we were playing um, every shove we thought was like a basically everything that was a pin for the troopers or the clones we thought was a shove essentially. Um, yeah, I mean that's. Not it's, bad. It's but not it bad, could, but a pin is better, be better in that yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, pin is so good. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Uh, let's let's just go into this. Uh, okay. I guess because uh, the main topic for the episode, we've kind of already gotten into it, but like some main, basically some main core concepts of Shatterpoint. And I think Omnis, you had mentioned that 
conditions are really a core concept when it comes to understanding yes. the gameplay. And I 100% agree because I will say I have never played a game where conditions were this impactful to your to what you're doing. Um, like Marvel, sure, they're impactful and they can hurt. But a lot of times you're just like, I'm just going to keep this condition on me the entire game and I don't care. Um, let's think back to Warmer Hordes. Conditions were like, I'm just taking some more damage. And that's really all conditions were from what I remember. Um, but like this game... I could have all four conditions put on me from one character. Like I think Obi Wan can do it if he's like within range of clones. Um, Dude, the Mandos—they just put out like have this condition. True. Yeah, they, they're they like do the too. Oprah of conditions. Yeah. <laughs> Every, like, you get you this. get a condition. Um, you get a condition. But the the biggest thing with conditions is like it like every single condition drastically impacts every single character. I'm gonna disarm you. Cool. You now like do fifty percent less effectiveness on your attacks. Dude, I'm the, gonna, the, <laughs> I'm gonna expose the disarm you. and expose are <laughs> like so, so good, but it they makes... also randomly do nothing. You're just like, oh, you just didn't roll expertise. Well, nice. it, like... it also makes you value and be able to, I guess, put a value on expertise trees a lot more. Um, so there, there is that in my opinion because I before I really understood, um, expose. Uh, Keep, keep talking. Somebody talk. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was just going to say, like, it, they're interesting, right? But sometimes you just don't roll that much expertise dice. But when you when you have someone exposed or you have someone uh, disarmed and they roll a bunch of expertise successes, it's just kind of insane. You just basically, like, delete an activation, basically. You're just like, I take away that whole attack. It's it's pretty... So those are, those are a little bit more swingy. I think um, strain and pin are kind of just like consistently really, really strong things to put on. And they're just like, and like, I think they learned a lot from MCP, right? Where yep. you kind of learn from the, the, the failures were like, there was a lot of, a lot of things that just happened. We were just like, Oh, I put all these conditions on someone, but it doesn't matter. Cause I dazed them. And so yep. now they're all going away. And, and so they just didn't want them all to go away. And now it's very much like, yeah. Like you said, pinned. Okay, cool. I uh, can't move now, and I'm stuck over here in no man's land. And the uh, it just switched to Act Three, and now my character who, who was supposed to win me Act Three is now benign. Um, strain. But it feels very Star Wars, right? No, it's you know? it's true. When you I think, think about they... all the moments where you're like, oh, I can't, yeah. I can't get to you, Luke, because I'm I'm yeah. Han Solo and I'm trapped behind this corner, and these stormtroopers are shooting at me. I'm pinned down. You know, I think Obi versus Jango in the rain. Yeah. Well, right? I think like, I think when when you hear Will Chick talk about Shatterpoint on how it's like this is a snapshot of a fight going on or a mission or whatever you want, like it's a Shatterpoint. Um, I think his explanation after playing the game a few times now, it like 100% sums up the game. It really does. Um, and it's just like, yeah, you you got crazy stuff going on. It's fast paced. Um, I know I'm like going off the rails here already, but it's like, um, I have never felt so much pressure from miniatures game. When, when you flip over act two, like the game, like, amplifies its speed by at least 50 percent, and then you go to act three and it's like the the game i i love it yes i love how fast how the pace just picks up act one it's like i go here i shoot you or i stab you okay then this happens then this happens then act two it's like i gotta do a million things right now let's go like (laughs) (laughs) mcp right who does it you you can get lost in an activation, right? Yeah. You you can lose track of the scoring. But literally every activation is like, how do I how do I move the how do I move the the score tracker, right? Like every yeah. every activation it matters, and so you can't 
you can't like I haven't found a single activation where I'm ever like fuck the score tracker right yeah. like and so you're always feeling like how do I get VPs this round and then in act two it's even crazier like this is the score two like do I get a character that can affect the double scoring objective um and so yeah it's like the the, the pressure you know I don't sure pressure is the right word but you like yeah. feel the intensity of the story that's being told is probably the better way to say it. It's not a it's not a negative pressure, but you you feel the intensity of the conflict, right? You it feels very Star Wars. You're like pressure is on, the the time is counting down, the Death Star is about to explode. Can you get these doors open? You know, it's it's super cool. I I love it. Um, but yeah, back back to conditions. Though, cause I know I I, I I skipped a skipped a couple. Um, I think strain is good on the right characters. Like, yeah, like characters who have really good reactives, um, like Ahsoka, uh, putting strain on her is pretty, pretty annoying. <laughs> um, and I guess like Django is probably another one. I know like leaks and stuff, but yeah. Um, well, so let's just say like on the subject of strain, yeah. right? I think the thing that if I'm going to, I'm going to hot take and I'm going to say, the most painful thing in Shatterpoint is going to be the wounded during your activation. Yeah. And that's strain, that's repost, that's deflect, mm. that's, you know, those are the, like, to a certain extent, like, the deflect and repost and, like, Ahsoka's, you know, too fast for you, like, that's going to happen after they kind of do their thing, but it does still happen before scoring. Yes, that, and that's right. probably the worst feels bad. It's like I should score this, and now I don't. Yeah, uh, and, and so now my whole all plan. All those on the things window. like there could legit be a team that we haven't even really thought about yet, right? That's all about repost, deflect, yeah. too fast for you, strain, right? Where you're like, all your characters, you're like, I'm gonna intentionally not wound your character, and then I'm gonna let you activate, and then you're gonna have to activate a character who's not gonna get to score. So I think the 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 Whew. yeah it's 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 insane um and then so we talked about disarm pin yeah we talked about it all exposes I, okay i maybe why i love exposed so much is because maul um because he just says i'm gonna do more damage to you and i get to control you and i expose you um but i played the b1s a little bit and they're they're exposed once you realize how it works <laughs> um make sure you're both within range four <laughs> whoops <laughs> uh, <laughs> i feel like uh, someone's been brutalizing sam no that was a different game i'm like a, I, I don't know about that um but Poor sam is getting you know it's been fine it's been fine i'm like ah, think- this game seems hard <laughs> <laughs> He was, uh, it was like there was one game we played, and he was just like, "I just feel like the clones suck." And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I thought that my first point of my damage tree was that I got to move. <laughs> I was like, "This is terrible!" Like, I don't actually want to move. Like, why would I even shoot at you? I have to get two like points in on my tree before I get to actually do something. That's terrible. To be but. fair, clones are fine. Like the clones that yeah. come with Anakin are are fine. Like and Rex is pretty solid, but they yeah. they kind of like should Rex. be worse, right? Yeah. Like Anakin's an extra. Like he doesn't bring as much to the table as far as like the rest of the squad. So Desert and I talked about that. Be worse. We talked about like, that. It's still just pretty good for their cost. I guess it. 
the way that we were playing them, they were absolute trash. And yeah. my point was that, like, this is a really far drop off from four CP to three. Like, this is like, no. Like, well, that's, to that's be fair, lot. we were also comparing the Super Commandos or Supermandos to the clones. And it's like, yeah. these Supermandos are nothing but synergy on themselves. Uh, they're like, they're like, so focus, and they're now smacking you for more dice. And. <laughs> They're resilient because Beskar armor is one of the best defensive expertise yep. for a support character. Um, I love the Mandos. They're so fun to play, man. Dude, but Clan Kree's um, Mandos are so much better than Super Commandos. I disagree 100%, actually. Wow. <laughs> that, that's just going to be how this show is going to let you guys not take it out. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. <laughs> What's the next segment? Do we have Why, a segment? Oh, no, no, we're we're just talking about what we think are core core concepts of the game is what we're talking about right now. And I guess this is the core box. So uh, go ahead. Why do you think? Why do you think Clan Cree is Thanks, better Coffee. than Super Mandos? They're miserable. The 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 how early they have pin in their in their oh, okay. so, starters. Like, did we just lose Dizzard? <laughs> I still yes. can't hear Dizzard. We lost you. We can't we hear you. Dizzard. <laughs> he looks very confused. Video's back. Audio's not. Yeah. So, Sam, who are you? I mean, Dizzard and I have been talking a lot. Who yeah. Who are you liking the best? Like, when this game hits the table, who do you think your starting list Well, so, I'm probably going to approach this game from a... Uh, I... I I can't help but try and optimize things, but at the same yeah. time, it, flavor is very important to me and, and theme, especially for, for Star Wars games. So I just want to play with Obi-Wan, and I haven't decided who I'm going to pair him with yet. It'll probably yeah. be Anakin to start. And then. And he has the other clones, right? And then, yeah, like, and then I'll, I'll just be Obi-Anian clones, and it'll be like, you know. Uh, yeah, you're just going to play Wars. the most meta roster in the game I, right off the bat. I, I mean, I love it. I'm just picking favorites, right? I'm basic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that uh, depending on like what all I have access to early, I do think that Ahsoka and Asajj have a really good. That's who like, I've been playing. Like the, oh that God. that is a pretty sick pairing. So Dizzard talks a lot about how his uh, <laughs> how great Maul is, but uh, I'll tell you what: when we've played, uh, she's the one who's impressed me. Asajj is insane. Being able Dude, to that force like, push. Yeah, the force push, the double, the double jump. Like, come on, what? I don't know how often the double jump is going to matter, but the force push is crazy. Well, I haven't figured out how to score in this game yet, like in like a, a in terms of longevity, right? Yeah. So like I've been pushing a little too hard, I think, on the the scoring front early, and because I felt like I haven't been able to not like get a lead, but like like keep up. I always feel like I'm playing from behind, and like. It's on the list for things that we want to talk about later. But I really love the scoring system in this game. I think it's such an elegant scoring system. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It feels like how my brain thinks about the game, right? It's not, not like telling you a score. It's like literally telling you how good you're doing. <laughs> well, I love that Asajj is basically like activate gain of VP, like almost guaranteed yeah. because of force push. Like, right. it's it's so good. And so like I, I've generally been playing ahsoka asajj and all the mandos that's okay that's my yeah. kind of my favorite team right now um yeah. anakin is still really good but i i don't know it's no, not he's weird just anakin. for me to be like i want to like, play all the girls these girls are like super badass and for sure um, 
And I just, immediately I was drawn to, like, all the synergies of the different Mandos. And, like, even though I don't think the Super Commandos are quite as good as the Clan Krees, I think the fact that they give the buffs to each other and they trigger the yeah. effects for each other, it just, mm -hmm. it smooths things out. So... I definitely, like, in the games that I've played, like, <laughs> a lot of things are coming to the surface tonight. <laughs> but in the games that we've played, I definitely felt that the uh, the Mandos have more, like, positive synergies together. Now, like, we weren't talking about Pin, so Pin wasn't on my radar. But just the fact that they're, they're giving each other focuses, moving each other into position to be aggressive, whereas yeah. the clones are basically moving each other into position to be defensive. And offense is almost always better than defense in these games. If it wasn't, then we'd wind up at a stalemate every turn. It's like, uh, it just turned. And that's part of why, like, Anakin is so good. Like, yeah. I've, you know, unless you stack conditions on him, you just end up in a situation where there's just no stopping him, right? Like, I've had, like, oh, well, you're disarmed, but then you get another attack, and it's just like, you just can't, he just can't not fall to him. Light side heroes, Ben. Light side heroes, all day. We got this. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious gonna, where where the uh, the little the little Ahsoka comes into play. Seeing how amazing the uh, adult or you know we're getting snapshots of these characters again, right? Just like in MCP, where they're like they're giving us a character like from a, a time, basically. Like this is a character at this time. It's like when we get a, a Sidious, it's going to be a Sidious, not a Sidious Palpatine. Like blah yeah. blah 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 blah. We're going to get the Emperor, or we're going to get Darth right. Sidious, or. I'm like, I'm actually, you know, I wonder, do you think we're going to get, like, Darth Sidious training Dooku or Maul first? Or are we going to get Emperor Palpatine with more, like, maybe Royal Guard and Stormtroopers? Like, which one do you think is going to come first? So that, like, Vader can have his other buddy, right? And then more Imperial stuff? Or are we going to get the Clone Wars era Sidious? I, so, I mean... It, Here's my hot take that might not age well, <laughs> sure. but uh, I I want to see uh, sequel trilogy characters in sooner rather than later, right? So they're going to push into the OT. I also want them to just keep pushing and bring me bring me some some Ray and some Kylo, and also like old Lando and stuff like that. Like that would be great. Like I, I would I would be all in for that. That would be fantastic. And so if they do that, I feel like they have a lot more flexibility with when who they bring in what they bring in and and how they do it we're like right now it's like star wars is a fantastic ip but at the same time it's not like marvel where like marvel's literally like thousands of characters deep you can find a picture with a thousand people on it they all have names and arcs at some point and you're like wow that's that's a lot star wars has like i don't know maybe a hundred and like of those hundred there's like 15 that people actually care about other than I mean, I, people who like you know dove, yeah. dove in and I, found somebody. I to care love. about a lot more than fifteen. Actually, most of the fifteen <laughs> you're talking about. So those I basic bitches among us. Yeah. <laughs> we have like fifteen Poor people Jesus, we still care can't about. Hear him. We're just like doing the show without him. Um, so um, I think the one thing that I would like is I would really like to see that. I hope they drop another Republic person that comes yeah. with clones well, or something that Mace has got to come well, like early on. Right. But what I want is someone who's the same kind of the, the threat level, the squad points as Anakin, right. Okay. So that brings in so that Anakin doesn't always have to play the same stuff. Mm, right? That would like, be nice. Yeah. I want the variety there. And I want, I want, vader to get someone else right that can also be a similar era so that someone who wants to play vader because they have already shown that vader is coming 
right, with some stormtroopers, and I think it was a stormtrooper captain or something like that. And, um, <laughs> Great, so the people can hear Dizzard, but we can't. <laughs> oh my god, is that really what's going on? It sounds That's like hilarious. it. hilarious. <laughs> oh man, so you're just like the, the hecklers from the Muppets now? Are you just like, you're like what are these guys even talking about? <laughs> well, what do you Go want to home. do, Dizzard? Like, like Discord message us or something. We're live. What do you want us to do? Do you want us to just keep rolling? What, what's... What's just just reset it. We just dangerous? we just play the the Monty Python intermission song and uh, yeah, we just like reset this yeah. stuff and. Anyways, uh, where were we? Oh, we were talking about why is why is the red Mandos better than the blue Mandos? Um, <laughs> that's that's where we were. <laughs> they have names. We can't Dizzard. backtrack. They have names. Sam and I moved on. We were talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the oh, we got, segment we got, that we were actually doing. We, we're we're talking about core concepts of the game. <laughs> is that the last? I forget. I don't make me click buttons. Um, is that how we were wrapping up the episode? Or yeah, basically we're wrapping up second. with like no, that's the, the oh there was actually one more thing. Um, basically, but it's like like fun stuff. Basically, we can still do some more core concepts. Um, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the order deck. For a yeah. Minute, right? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. I, I I have I have some hot takes on this one. Um, okay, so I think that I see, you know, a lot of people talk about how the randomization of the order deck is what's ultimately making this game a beer and pretzels game, but I absolutely think the opposite of being able to make tactical decisions. I think the order deck is what is forcing you to make more better -er, uh, decisions like my phrasing. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I really do think that the order deck and the way that it's set up on how you activate randomly is it enforces you to make better plays. I, better plays may not be the right word for Probably me. Probably not. But I, I think it's really interesting. Where one, it... So I've been teaching MCP to my partner... And she like when we hit that turn three, like around three turn one, and it's like, and I'm explaining like, okay, well you can activate this character, and here's the advantages and disadvantages here, and you can activate this character, and then here's the advantage. Like, it's it's a fucking ton to absorb. Right <laughs> it is. now, you don't realize it until you're trying to relay all that information to another human being, and then you're like, the amount of decision making that goes into that is really crazy. And there's a certain freedom that comes from, I am not making, an, like, unless they're just, like, activating this, like, there was a game where Darth Maul was strained and pinned. It happened again. This was a different game. And I was like, I am going to reserve Maul so that I can fucking activate someone who's going to um, do the recover heal action. Um, I, I can't remember what the name of the action is, but the, like someone's going to come up and they're going to remove fucking strain from him so he doesn't die or whatever. Um, and so that like you have those moments, but it's pretty obvious when those moments come up and it's yeah. not a huge delay of game. Most of the time you're just like, I can't spend my force fucking with the, the order deck all the time. I need it for jumps. I need it for, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm too fucking fast for you. Ahsoka wrecks your face. Like <laughs> I need fast. my force. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, you kind of just go, okay, here's the character that's come up. What is the best thing I can do with this character? And it's just a shorter decision tree. 
And it, it puts you in a position where you're just like, this is the character who has the option to help, right? And that's very Star Wars. You're like, R2, you are the character who can get to the console and open the fucking door. Nobody else can. Go do it. Right? Like, but I think I think that's there. the cool that's the cool part about it. Is like I have this chance to make the most meaningless character in my squad do the most meaningful thing. Yeah. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, Don't tell me the odds. Just just (laughs) Just do it. This is your chance to, like, help help you win. And I will say that there are other flip activations. Like, there was a point where I was playing and it was just like, okay, this is the round where it's like, all I have on this point that's the double scoring point is Gar Saxon. Anakin is in walk and murder range. And then Anakin flips. And you're just like, fuck, that's game. Like, yeah, because you just score double. He gets an extra one for killing a character and like and you just like and it just does everything right. You moves the struggle. It was the exact perfect thing. And it was like anyone else, any other character in the deck besides the shatter pointer Anakin. And I've got a shot. And yep. so it, it certainly can end the game there. Um, but I think there was still decisions that I made up to that point that, that shifted that. But I, I think it's really interesting. I think it smooths out the process. It makes the game more fun. Um I personally love it. Yeah. There there will absolutely be some games where either, you know... Dude, it's rough when you get to, like, the last two cards, right? And you're just like, card A... <laughs> is it Clan Kree or is it Anakin? Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you're just like, I need it to be Anakin, but I need yeah. X amount of force available, right? So you can't reserve... Yeah. Right, you you hit those moments where fifty fifty, um, but you know I I think it's really interesting, and I I think it comes back to the elegance of the game. Sam, what about you, man? Like, how, how are you feeling about the order deck? I think that the order deck is a fun way to think on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's MG good. Does like and doing that to us? They do. They do. They like they like pushing that on you. So I mean, I came from Legion, which Legion has. Uh, armies with perfect order control, but it also has a lot of random order armies. And I played a lot of rebels in that, and rebels tend to be one of the more random order armies. And uh, this is just like doing that. You're, you're just you're, you're going to go through. You're going to get the, the random element. You're going to activate somebody. I mean, I'm going to play Obi Wan right away, right? So like right off the bat, I've got a little bit more control yeah. over that deck, and so that's going to be fine. I definitely um, spent too much force in the games that I played manipulating the order deck. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, do we feel like that? Is that a general consensus across the cast? Like, I just don't feel like you can spend that much force fucking with the order deck. Like the force. I I think the only time you actually spend to put into reserve is basically if you're stalling a wound flip. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's but a little more complicated. There's, there's probably a little bit more. There's a little bit more than that. Now I'm thinking about like I do quite a bit more than that. Yeah, but it's I don't like, want to lead with Anakin. You know, like, yeah. uh... I think round one it doesn't matter as much. Um, but like definitely going into Act two and Act three, it's I find myself like round Act one I'll reserve. Like yeah, it's okay, it's whatever. But Act two and three I don't think I ever reserve unless I'm stalling a wound. Yeah, or it's just, like, a really key, like, you know, I spend yeah. one force, I get to act, like, there's two cards left in the deck. Right. I just, I spend a force, I get to activate the other character who's the perfect character to go after the double scoring point. Yeah. You know, there are there are some moments like that, but it's 
it's subtle. I mean, I dig it so far. Maybe down the yep. road I'll be like, man, this fucked me so bad. But, um, <laughs> I mean, right the now, first game really that we had, I definitely was like, ooh, this could get really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the second game, it did. <laughs> I, uh, I I really enjoy... But I, I think... I feel like depending on your squad, it also really matters because I think the whole all Mandos is punished less by the order deck uh, because they're like, I go with the Mando, I, I still get to move whoever I want to in all reality. Um, like, I get Gar, cool. This Mando over here, not related to me, is going to make a jump. I get Bo, cool. This Mando over here is going to make a jump. Um, so I, I do think that like running like all Mandos is really, really strong. And then the same thing with the droids. Also, they're punished less for trying to reserve because of the B1 mechanic of putting to the bottom of the deck. You know where they're going to be. You're not really putting them in reserve. And Kalani doing it for free. Um, and also, it's just like, I move everybody. So I think... I know Coffee agrees with me on this because uh, he's the one that told me about it first. Uh, and that's uh, out of out of activation movements are so strong in this game. Oh, I mean, out of activation movement is strong. Yeah, yes. true. In, in movement game, but, yeah. is strong. It's there we go. We've distilled it down to a core yeah, concept. Movement is really good. <laughs> Turns out, guys. Being able to move, and this is why pin is so good, is because movement is so strong. Um, <laughs> yeah, taking away someone's movement in a mobile yeah. game is a big deal. I mean, I also, so mobility, that's another core concept of this game yeah. uh, compared to Crisis Protocol. Like, these play a lot more like uh, the games of Crisis Protocol that I enjoyed the most, which is mm-hmm. where the game is very active and you're... Fluid. Yeah, it's a very fluid state, but you're still trying to like basically get somewhere and do something. You want to mm-hmm. be like within range of a thing, but you don't necessarily want to be where you were before. You want to move somewhere else. You want to get something done. Like every, every activation feels like you're trying to do something and almost everything you're trying to do is engaging with your opponent in some way. It's a beautiful way to put it. I, I, I would agree with that 100%. Is I think no matter who you draw, you feel like you're doing something for the game. There's always a continuous push forward of the game state. There's never a true stall activation outside of Act 1, I think. Um, and Occasional activations where you're just like, yeah. I leave this dude back here holding this plane. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. Um, that does like do where are we at time wise? Because I like I, I have no idea. Of, like, we got <laughs> topic like are okay, we... go 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 ahead. I'm 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 here for the the enjoyment of this at this moment. You know okay. we're uh, we already got a whole bunch of technical difficulties going on. We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time time is the least concern yeah. at the moment. Um, I to make sure it felt like you know classic rogue podcast feeling. Yeah, I just, rogue I find rogue to be a rogue rogue is the keyword here. Um, <laughs> shoot for an hour. That's just 75 minutes. That's you realize you realize that it's going at least 90. And that's just, 90, that's just podcasting. That's just I'm podcasting. I'm about the hour long episode. <laughs> no, right? I, I think. Love, but yeah. this is. I, we'll I gotta be a now. co-host here. I was like, you're editing <laughs> this shit. So, nope. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'll be right back. Go ahead and continue, though. So he leaves when I'm going to break up the topic. Yep, this is here it is. Um, so one of the things that I think is super interesting, he's going to come back and not know anything. About it's what great. We're talking about. I love um, doing it. I, I'm really 
I mean, because one of my instincts, right, with the support units is to split yeah. them up. Oh, my God, me too. Controlling yeah. more points. Mm -hmm. But it's so crazy when you're just like, well, if that one gets wounded, so does yeah, this no, one now here. We're now we're both, both wounded. And that, like, <laughs> when you're, like, depending on that for scoring and you're just like, oh, if I wound this guy and it, like, creates another yeah. target, yep. it's kind of like. What do you think about that? Like, what's like, do the support units need to stay a little bit further back so that they don't? Because also, like, losing a support unit early is reasonable, but seems yeah. kind of bad. I, but they're like the best way to get ahead. It's, it's such an interesting dynamic. Like, what do it's you a balance. I, I, I think that's absolutely a balance, and I have not found it yet. What yeah, I found I is that I don't if, know what it is. I tried, I, I tried splitting them up. I tried keeping them basically like on a column or a flank where it was like, yeah. okay, it's so like they're, they're still close. They're still going to like trigger each other's abilities and things like that. Uh, and it just, everything you just described happened every single time. The one that was not the one that I was trying to protect got wounded. And then I lost both the points yeah. in the end. It's like, do you keep them together? So they gang up on a point do you like spread them out for more? I, I don't think you do. I think I think splitting them up is still the right call. So like, that's a hot take that like I'm willing to like see how it, it stands the test of time. It gets a little easier for the droids. I know we're like kind of trying to avoid spoilers, but like the Magna Guard droids, their bodyguard droids, they have a bodyguard element to them. This should not be a surprise to humans mm -hmm. that have seen Star Wars. <laughs> um, or is it? <laughs> I think they have. Been, I think you right. Sorry. Like, being able to like use them to kind of um, protect characters too is interesting. Um, but they're another they support can, yeah. unit, so they can also, you right. know, like who are they protect? They're not really great at support protecting support. I think support. Um, I think you try to get the double score out of them, yeah. and then as soon as they're wounded, you push them. You just like throw them at your opponent, like they're just chaff. I think. I think I agree. I, I, I don't know because Mandos <laughs> I the only reason I don't know because like clones maybe because they have like range five where they could be apart and be cool and that's yeah. a that's a plus to them but Mandos like you have to be within range two to get the focus which is like their thing um, but when you're playing all the Mandos they just always get the focus yeah but yeah, if you're like splitting yeah. if you're splitting up to be able to do stuff then it's like but there's always but I think, yeah. the, I, I think I think I think the biggest, every unit is different, right? No, but all of these units are going to play differently. I think the biggest one, though, that like suffers from that is going to be the B ones. I think they're going to want to stay yeah. together. I mean, yeah, they they they, they, have, they want to stay together more than any other support does. Other supports, you can spread out and like prioritize points over abilities. So that's interesting. That's something that I've talked about a lot in Crisis Protocol is when the game gives you rules that encourage you to play the game better, those are great rules. But yeah. when the game gives you rules that like don't encourage you to play better, those are not great rules most of the time. I, but sometimes I, they're broken. I think that's one of the coolest <laughs> things. That's one of the coolest things about Shatterpoint, I think, is, hey, you can totally play whatever with whatever as long as this is the same era. Like, it's fine. But there's literally no reason to. Um, I, like, there is no reason to run B ones with Anakin and Bo-Katan. That, that, that's like no reason at all whatsoever. Um, and like, well, unless you really, really wanted to, you can, you can, if you well, want Bo -Katan to. Bo-Katan and eventually Din, right? Yeah. Like Din's, like Bo-Katan is a. Uh, 
I don't know. Does she have multiple eras? I think that's uh, gonna be, yeah. that's going to be the question. Is if they yeah. so like if we're getting snapshots, if they're going to give the same character multiple eras, or if we're going to get. The I same imagine one. they will. I think that it has to be like he's a post. You know. Yeah. Um, but now yeah, only like, one part of your. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Who's who's he going to be with? Like, how's he going to work? Like, well, who's like, who's his primary? His, yeah, I, I think Din is supposed to be the primary for. Okay, then who would be the secondary? Is it Grogu? Is Grogu's Grogu on the same the base. Grogu's on the same base. Oh. Yeah, I don't know who comes in the box, right? But yeah. But still, yeah. like, I could have Bogatan, Clan Kree's commandos pick my primary, and then have Din, but he can't. He can't bring the super commandos because then no. But so then I you just play to... Maul and Gar or Bo, <laughs> and you're good. You're fine. I need you're... other Mandos to come out or with Din, so I can have Din like. The the Filoni heavy heavy Mando, um, and then like some Mando dudes and like oh that'd be legit I love it I'm on board for this they better thought, the, the big man was Favreau. I thought was I, I thought it was Filoni is it Favreau? I thought, I thought it was, I thought that was Favreau. It's probably Paz Vizsla. <laughs> okay. The big Mando yeah like I said the big, the big Mando big Mando Filoni or Mando Favreau. <laughs> And give um, me the armor. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's 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 a lot happening with the game. I definitely think that Maul is primary best. And that's it. That has been the Rogue Support uh, Podcast. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> let's, do, let's do Star Wars shirts to wrap things up. So okay. Well, got we, got, we got one more thing I want to talk about first. Okay. I got a Van Gogh Stormtrooper. Okay. Okay, so no Rebel shirts. Great. Tire receptors, yeah. yeah no I mean, I have, rebels. I have rebel shirts. I do. This is my favorite Star Wars shirt. This is my favorite Star Wars shirt. Secret right. Imperial fan, I got you. Uh, the last thing I really wanted to hit on was, what is your favorite mechanic of the game so far, and what are your expectations and overall <laughs> thoughts? Which I don't know. We kind of hit all that, but uh, let's just go. What's your What's your favorite mechanic, Sam? What's your favorite mechanic in the game? Fun with friends. <laughs> uh, That's not no. a mechanic. <laughs> Maybe it will be. What if it will be? Scoring system. Who put together the the IG droid at the end of season three? They're my favorite mechanic. What's the incredibly fancy name they gave for the scoring for the scoring bar? Struggle. The struggle meter. The struggle meter. The struggle meter is my favorite part of the game. That is a that is the most elegant scoring system. And like I I mean, it's it's best two of the three baked into the rules of the game. Like how you're playing best two out of three. You're being shown this thing that literally shows you like exactly where you are in relation to victory in the current round. Like that is mwah, that's chef's kiss glorious. And how the game interacts with it with like daisy, mm-hmm. like wounding characters which affects the momentum and characters have special abilities that affect the score. Like it's no, it's, it's it beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, it Ooh. is a, a beautiful and elegant it's as system. Beautiful I, as beautiful as plumber it. is as a human being. There Fair. you go. All right. Um, Ominous, what is your favorite mechanic? damage tree the damage damage trees are so good holy shit i was a little (laughs) concerned going in i'm like this is just more complicated but no like it's this it's probably the most interesting decision point in the game it's also like some of the most simple combat i've in all reality it really is some of the most simple when you once you start doing it and you have wrap your head around it it's like okay we do plus and minus real quick and then i go boop pop beep and there we go um that's that's it but it's also like like, it's so cool that like the shitty droid right rolls a bunch of successes but they're not hitting like anakin ever 
ever. Right. Like, True. And and so the damage tree allows you a lot of finesse. And it's really interesting to me, like if they ever had to tweak something, they could just tweak a damage tree and just be like, here's a new damage tree for character X, right? Like we're, yeah. just, we're dropping one damage out of the second box. Like know? a rat will be so simple. Right, you could just tweak the damage tree just slightly and just be like, you know what? This character is not quite good enough. We're adding a damage to that one box, right? It's just yeah. so... It just gives them all these knobs. I imagine them like a DJ, right? With every character, they have this massive mixer, and they're just like, well, let's tweak <laughs> that, we'll tweak that. Oh, like, let's give them one more status effect on that box. Mm. Like, it is just... It's so elegant and so beautiful. It's, it's just like, if Michael Plummer were a mechanic... He'd, he'd be your favorite mechanic. <laughs> he would be the damage tree, and he is my favorite oh. mechanic. All right. Um, I think for me, I, I would I would say struggle as well, but I'll say something different. Um, Sam took that. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> you gave it to me first. You let us go first. We yeah. Know. Boom! I hit that off. That's <laughs> what you're supposed to do, though. You're supposed to when you bring up something, you ask everybody else first. That's what you yeah. do. That's fair. I have one Etiquette. after this, for what it's worth. Oh, okay. Am I supposed to do that? Do uh, I actually do that on my show? I, don't I think know. you do, actually. You you ask a question, and then they answer, and then you give your thoughts and tell them how wrong they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Someone who's guest hosting. When it's me, I'm always wrong. wrong. And me, <laughs> always. Um, I mean, it depends on how, many, how much you bring up cable, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cable's Nobody right. Nobody watches cable television anymore. It's just it's a wow. non-existent feature. Boom. Boom. All right, let's see. Uh, my favorite mechanic of the game would be the fact. You said combat. He said scoring. I said the damage tree. The damage tree. I don't know. I, I really like the fact that the objective shifts. It makes the game seem like it's going way faster than it actually is. Oh, the way is. the acts move. Like, yeah. the shifting. Yeah. Like, this is the layout yeah. for Act 1. This is well, the layout for Act 2. Like, oh my god, that is I was, so good. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I could play a game of MCP in less, like, an hour or just under an hour. But it feels like it's way longer. And then I play a game of Shatter, Shatterpoint that lasts two hours, and I'm like... Oh wow, that felt like thirty minutes. Like the game went just like because it changes yeah. so much, um, and it makes the game feel like it's going faster than it actually is. <laughs> um, not not to say that this game is going to take forever to play. I think it's just learning the rules and getting everything down. Um, yeah. I could easily see this game being played in right around that hour mark once everybody has rules down. I'm a little jealous that, like, as an MCP player, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine if, like, oh, we're starting on, like, the E shape for round one? I know, I know. Round three, it's like, like well, now could, we're a fucking D. Could you, like, no, could you, could like, you imagine is if you played a game to eight and then you switch crises? Like, That'd be nuts. Like that. I don't, that, I don't yeah. think you could do the, the I don't same think, things in no. Crisis Protocol. But it's, too many games. it's so good. It's I love it, the mechanics. Let it be random. Let it be random yeah. and stand it, alone. It does functionally shift things so much, right? Where and it maybe we'll, we'll probably do a whole episode on this yeah. at some point. Like, how much are you planning on the current objective setup versus how much are you planning? For the, the next potentials of round two, right? Yeah. Do you like? Is it a is it a too big of a risk to put Anakin on a side objective where he could be like nowhere close in Act mm. Two, right? Like, because that would that just lose you the game? And it's 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 such an interesting element 
where I, I know the answer to that question. <laughs> no, you don't, because then all of a sudden he's in no man's land. Yeah, dude, when you like when you like lose round one to Anakin, and then you're like round two, you're like, oh, well, I have an option to stick Anakin out in the middle of fucking yeah. nowhere. Yes, Done. please. So, uh, was that the last game we played where it was like Anakin's in the middle of nowhere, and I have no incentive to go over there? Cool. Just I think I just yeah, won. Just <laughs> um, okay, uh, now last question for you guys here. What are your expectations and overall thoughts? If you could sum it up in max two minutes. Okay, I want to go last on this. Okay. <laughs> that means you own this. <laughs> All right. Overall thoughts. Um, I think elegant is the, the absolute number one Amen. buzzword. Hashtag elegant is is really the design of choice here um so i'm just super excited to experience the game in its fullest i'm really excited for the models to come out like paint stuff like see like be able to play on actual terrain yeah um my biggest question and maybe we'll do an episode on this in the future my biggest like question mark the riddler um is what is an event gonna be like yeah is it do I just show up with two squads and I'm just like, this is it. This is what I'm playing. Or do I show up with three squads and pick two? Like what is, what is the commute? Like does it, does AMG have a, have something in mind or what is that going to be like? And I think that's a big question mark. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what the, the future lies there. And it's, it's okay for us to not know that yet. Um, but overall I'm just, really hyped to experience the game playing the models play a full game with my own painted models i've already bought a dice tray that's black with red inside for my sith inclination beautiful um i'm 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 super excited for the for the next step but i but i have questions and i have things yeah. that i want to learn and i'm 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 excited about solving those individual puzzles and also mandalorians are stronger together facts um okay my turn <laughs> expectations slash what i want to see all that stuff um what exactly did i ask you overall thoughts overall thoughts i completely agree i have quickly fallen in love with this game um i love everything about it with you too oh uh <laughs> i i'm way more flirty than hyper Get that's you. fair you also <laughs> talk more. Uh, <laughs> um let's see i I'm excited to see what happens when we have more missions and how that's going to turn tables on things oh where <laughs> like, can you imagine when we have more than just one mission and it's like, I'm so used to this grid and now I have a diamond. Um, I think it'll be really, it'll turn a lot of things on its head. I wonder how long it's going to take when they, when they introduce one that's like further forward, right. That's like range five up and you can't deploy contesting it. That's like, it's going to be practically a different game. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, i'm really curious to see as well as what they're gonna do as far as that goes like are they gonna release more like act one two and three cards before releasing more main missions or are they gonna like how they're gonna balance it between missions and act cards it's gonna be a deck right it's gonna yeah. be a mission deck but there's gotta be some way to determine whose deck you're using so it's gotta yep. be like I, I don't know how that uh, it, goes, it goes off of the priority role not priority role but the first player role it's um it's in the rules for that oh. as far as which deck you go with um 
so also that comes back to my question it was like is like are you gonna have uh like okay here's my here's my list and here's my yeah and i i i really really kind of hope like if like if events start happening and all that stuff and like you said i really can't wait to play this in person in um like yeah. on tables with other people at events and stuff like that um sam, i want to play this with sam yeah, i want to play with sam person. too in person um and Thomas, i would like to play with you too don't don't <laughs> Mine um, is not as good as sam's laugh sam's laugh that's i know <laughs> i know oh and ben we can't we can't forget ben um but I do think that oh, right, ben. Ben was I, for, I forgot where I was going with this. But anyways, I'm excited. Uh, I love this game already, and I can't wait. Um, Finger guns. Expectations. My yeah. expectations for this game. My expectations for this game is that we're going to have yet another absolutely amazingly clean and brilliant rule set from AMG that gets deployed very well yep. over the life of the game. And we're going to see very, very little competitive support for it from them and i think the difference between me now and me like two years ago is that i'm absolutely okay with that i want to i want to interrupt <laughs> you on this real quick so i think amg is doing this the smartest way a game company has ever done this and that is one release the game get people interested in the game release op kits i get more people interested in the game set up your local communities do all this and then once the game has a solid footing Hey, here's a challenger event crisis pack. Here's how we see event days going when you want to run a tournament after everything and all the groundwork is already established instead of saying, Hey, this game just came out and you can only run four different <laughs> squads here. Play tournament. Um, I love, we had COVID for the release of MC, True, yeah, right? right? Like, they're may like, cause they're now releasing the, 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 the packs that go out to yeah. the stores, right? That this may have been a thing that we may have gotten a year ago, two years ago, if it yeah. hadn't been for COVID and concerns about them being perceived as like encouraging people to play in unsafe situations, right? And so it, I, I think sometimes the 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 targeting of AMG as being anti-event uh, is, I think, a little bit unfounded and a little bit unfair. I, I, I agree. So I'm not. I'm not saying anti-event for what it's worth. Right. Just yeah, not and, I, I, and I, I don't necessarily think that's that's what you were saying. I just mean that they are a little bit more hands off, and they're totally willing to let some of these games be run by the community, right? Mm. Like I can say from firsthand, being at Adepticon and being told to my face by AMG staff, and they're like, "Cool, we're totally happy that you guys are doing this stuff and running cool yeah. events." But I'm just not going to do it. On <laughs> I, I think that's great, though, because Why would they do it when we will do it for free. Right. But, I know. Right? But yeah, let's, be, exactly. let's be real, though. It's like if AMG ran competitive and did it the way that they wanted to do it, there'd be one crowd that says this is stupid. And there'd be one crowd that says this is cool. And there'd be one crowd that says, I'm just thankful there's competitive support. Um and if I when we can just like they can just, be mad at Omnis and Tyson for help, you know. But it's not like, just that though. It's it's, it's blame AMG. But it's yeah, and it's literally just like like the community is like I think the what what MCP has done for competitive events, um like the community for all intents and purposes has built it for where we're at right now with competitive events. And I think that's an amazing thing, and I could see the similar happening with Star Wars Shatterpoint. 
Uh, I can tell you that Omn, uh, Tyson and I have decided that we will take Shatterpoint under our umbrella yep. at LVO. So I believe Nashcon's going to be doing the same. Yeah, so there's, there's certainly a plan to... Going into 2024, like, there's going to be a Shatterpoint stuff. I don't know who's going to be the, the, the main, like, yeah. TO for it. Who's going to be, like, the omnis of, of Shatterpoint. Man, that's going to be so hard, though, because now, like... Like you're gonna have to like stagger that, or like yeah. we're gonna be stuck. There's like, not gonna be staggered. Picking There's picking a, a favorite ton baby. Of MCP events. There's gonna be a ton of <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's let's close it. Let's close it out with this question: Do you think that AMG is stepping on their own toes with this? No. With this policy? No. With with Shatterpoint. Oh no! Why? Like Shatterpoint and MCP. Like, do you? Because I have seen multiple people saying like. <sighs> Like people are dumb. Is Disney, is, is Disney stepping people on my toes by owning my childhood? <laughs> Disney steps on everybody's toes. Let's Why be real. <laughs> my childhood, man. Marvel game all my nostalgia. And a Star Wars game, and they're like, they're significantly different. Like, they are. Yes, yes. Shatterpoint learned some lessons from yeah. MCP in the same way that MCP learned some lessons from War Machine. But they are two. And they are two different games. And I think like all three of us being here, I think a test to that is we're all very big MCP players and I have full intent to play in both systems. And I'm sure you do as so does Sam does. Um, like they're two completely different games. And I am thankful in a way to the fact that when I have a time of MCP where I'm like, X-Force just really sucks right now and I don't want to play MCP, I could play Shatterpoint. <laughs> we, will, we will see how well... I've never been great at managing multiple games. Like, I will fully admit that. It's never been a strength of mine. But yeah. I've gotten a little bit better about having multiple facets of my life and not being, like, totally fucking obsessed with one and i've i've managed things and um so we'll we'll see how that see how that plays out um yeah so marvel I mean, a year from now maybe i'm all shatterpoint maybe i'm done with shatterpoint i w w we'll see but right now it's just the demo at adepticon was way more fun than i thought it was going to be this, this is a venn diagram right that, that's the thing about this marvel yeah. and star wars is a venn diagram there's a mm -hmm. ton of overlap there are Crisis Protocol players who are going to leave Crisis Protocol and come over to Shatterpoint. Morgan, They're... Morgan, before, before. <laughs> the people are just going to be like, no, man, like Morgan, Star Wars is my quit. love. Like, like I, I like Marvel. I love Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint. To be, to be yeah. fair, I want to say Morgan actually said on a podcast at one point in time that if AMG ever made a Star Wars game, he would absolutely 100% go. Yeah, he's yeah, always he's a Vader it, fan. It's a Venn diagram, yeah, right. Like there's there's a lot of but overlap. There is also I, a ton of Marvel fans that are say not that Star the Wars. Overlap fans. is less than twenty five percent, though. True. Oh, sure. I just yeah. I would just say like depending on what your definition of a lot is. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um, okay. So, so here. I, but I, I want to say one thing real quick. Um, okay. I, we're gonna do this differently than Rogue Agents and instead of listener questions every single time we do an episode, we'll just every now and then do a bunch of listener questions for oh, yeah. like one episode. Okay. Like a normal podcast. Yeah, like a normal podcast. <laughs> Not the people's podcast. Not the people's it. podcast. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. All right. I think we should also do Patreon bonus episodes. We're doing the host bonus content. Podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll do a little teaser of that. 
Honestly, tonight is a long. I wanted to say tonight is not going to be the standard length for an no. episode. Uh, this is just the first no. episode, and we're getting the swing of things. I reckon we're going to go back down to shooting for that hour, that magic hour. Okay. Sixty minutes, you realize you can't make it by seventy-five. You go for ninety. Yeah, like, true. That's that's the window. That's the that range. That's the window. But bonus episode. If there was a bonus episode tonight, this would be the topic that I would want to ask you guys about. What makes a game casual versus competitive? The What's players. The, the players. 100% the players. Yeah. That's an answer. Okay. Well, I mean, I will also say one of the great things about AMG games specifically tends to be that I could play multiple games of MCP and be like mentally done and be like, mm. well, now let's play an ultimate encounter or let's play something weird and like a less thinky game. And sure. I have a feeling that Shatterpoint could probably do that too. Like, all right, let's. Let's just be silly. Like, let's just fuck around. Like, I feel <laughs> okay, like- I, 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 I don't know about that. I, I will say, I think Shatterpoint is more of a thinking game than MCP is. I think it, there's way more tactical decisions to be made. Hey, it's it pivoting. I can also see myself. I'm willing to die on a hill on. I, like- I, yeah, I, I also feel like Shatterpoint's a game that I could just, like, dial up when I'm, like, maybe a little tipsy and be like, yeah, whatever. I have, like, zero decisions to make. Just, like, flip it. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Anakin's. Let's do this. We're going all in. We're going all in. Like activation order isn't something I have to like be like super hyper considerate of. Like, yeah, let's just do this. I'm here all for right. it. Maybe that's a future episode topic where we're just. It like, might be. What is the best Shatterpoint list to play mall. when you're when you're done? Um, <laughs> it's not mall. Oh. But what what else are you wanting to play when you're like I am tactically done? I've had too many beers. What's the most just fun in your face action? And maybe that's a that's a future rogue support episode. We got we got a lot of topics out of this episode. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's see. I I get oh, to answer my question, ahead, right? Right. Ahead, sorry. Ahead. I mean, I let you guys answer. So I'm now sorry. it's my turn, right? Like that's how that works. No. I think there are two things that make a game more competitive than than not, and they are a a clean system. When you have good rules, it's a lot easier to have a competitive game. Period. The second thing is that and I agree that it's the players also, to be fair. I agree with both of your points. Uh, but the, the, the other thing that I think an actual Maybe truly competitive game, game I, well, you know, I'm, I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are, Obi-Wan. Yeah, you are. So the second thing is that I think a game needs a little bit more curation. It needs active response. It needs pull it out of rotation. It needs something to actually like hotfix, adjust a lot faster or like on a very set timeline. And I think that those are the, the steps that, that could be taken to make the game have a more competitive approach, whether or not, you know, people want to say it is or not. That's all. There's my okay. opinion. Thank you. I agree. All right. I wanted to answer the few questions we had come up across the chat. And then we'll okay. pull it off finally. <laughs> um, oh, okay. All right. All right. So one from, what was it from Coffee? Coffee asked something earlier. Uh, you guys have played since early MCP. Will we burn up the June releases and be chomping for July releases to get here? I don't think so because of the fact that June is right around the corner. And I think that AMG, I saw you guys talk about this earlier. Um, where do you think they're going to ultimately release like primaries in their own box, or is it always going to be like a primary, a secondary, and a support unit in a box? I really hope they keep with that format. I really do. Number one, for like yeah, like number one, it's skew bloat if they broke it down more. Uh, two, it's super easy. And three, yeah, uh, this, it helps with releases. But I, man, I think we'll get some 
like unique releases. Yeah, yeah. But, you might have like droid decals or something yeah. that might I, have to be their own box because right. they're just bigger True. or something. But, but I think for the most part they'll they'll stick with that format. I I do think after playing, I, I still have like less than ten games of Shatterpoint in total, but it's like I think after the games I have played, every single game feels so much different than the other one, regardless if I'm playing the same list over and over and over again. That's great. That's fair. That's so awesome. And I don't think that I'm like, I don't think it's going to come down to a point where MCP, where it's like, I need three months from now's releases now. Um, I don't think it's going to come down to that. And I also think there's a very different dynamic going on because when MCP came out, was COVID and we like, it was just a very different time frame. So I'm really curious to see how this game pans out with it not being COVID. And AMG has been a great studio from day one, as far as I yeah. can tell, but like this, like they've grown so much from the time that I came to understand who they were and what they were doing to where we are now with Shatterpoint's release. Like I think they've learned a lot and they, they started from a really good spot. So I'm very excited for this. Okay. Well, and I think in oh, general, um, Right, like there's a reason why Betrayal at House on the Hill is my favorite board game, right? And that's because it plays differently every time that you play it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a different game experience every time through, and I think to a certain extent, Shatterpoint is going to have that as well. And that's usually a trait of miniatures games, right? But there's there's like no turn zero. No, right? turn zero you, you can't you can't have a turn zero because there's, it's a random order. You can't have no, a turn zero. There's no turn <laughs> yeah. zero. There's like. There's just like you deployments practically set for the beginning of the game. Yeah. So you're just like, how does the activation order shift how the game plays out? Yeah. Like, and then shifting to act two makes it a totally different game, which is very much like betrayal at house on the hill where you're like, all of a sudden what's going on is revealed and you just, now you just have to deal with it. And I think that's super exciting. And so I don't think we're going to be sick of the stuff like any time in June. Will we hit that point eventually where we're like itching for the new releases to shake things up? Yes. Um, I've seen some conversation that Obi-Wan might be so good that we're itching for other, like, is there a release that kind of counters Obi-Wan nah, a little Maul, bit? Maul counters Obi-Wan. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I am. No, this is not, this is not me. what you have been going through. I've gone through this is, two hours. This is, this is, okay, so 100% right now, like, this is not me just, like, being, like, super high on Maul, but, like, Maul actually counters Obi-Wan really, really well. Like, he just removes him. No. Yes. No. Yes. I haven't let's, played let's it play. at all. Let's play. Let's play. <laughs> I've played it literally zero times, and I'm so adamantly ready to bet against it. Nah. I have played against nothing but Obi Annie for like the past three games, and Maul like helps. You could ask Ben. Ask Ben. Um, but anyways, go okay, ahead. Wait. Keep going. Keep I'll, going. I'll bet you a beer. I'll bet you okay. a beer that going into July, Obi Wan is vastly considered top tier. And Maul is vastly considered bottom of the bed. No, I 100% agree with that. The community is going to absolutely say Obi Annie is the top <laughs> tier. 100%, I will agree to that. It'll either be Obi Annie or Dooku and Asajj. Uh, those are going to be the top two commonly referred to. This is the meta OP shit for the first like beginning of the game. But people be sleeping on Maul. I tell you. 
Okay. <laughs> so we're, we're literally back on the X-Force. Okay. I'm just okay, making, making sure. All right. Uh, all right. And then the uh, other question right, we have. We'll, so we'll just we'll drink beers at some point. Whether yeah, true. Uh, we already, we've already we've already decided yeah. on this a long time yeah, ago. There will be beers. Um, and then Champagne said, what is your favorite Star Wars character? Not necessarily Shatterpoint, but what's your favorite Star Wars character? Make Sam go first. Sam. <laughs> Han Solo literally ruined an entire generation of people because he's the guy who gets the girl. So uh, it's Han Solo. Like Luke puts in the effort, he has to make sacrifices and like give up. It's a his sister. He's, he's the, <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not about like trying to get with Leia. Jeez, it's not about that. But it's that Han gets the girl. Luke has to give up and make sacrifice. Like he has to give up a life. To go for a different life. He has to make sacrifices. He has to work hard. And Han is just like, what? And I get the girl. <laughs> Boom. So Han Solo. Do I go next? Okay, I'll, I'll go next to change it up. Um, Qui-Gon. Easy. I guess it's always been Qui-Gon for me. Can I, can I do non-canon? Is that okay? Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Darth Weirlock's <laughs> daughter in Legacy of the Force. Okay, I'll have to look that one up because I actually don't know that one. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going next for like the hardcore Star Wars fans. Like Darth Weirlock's daughter. I don't actually remember oh, her name. Camp campaign is uh, Amon or Almond. I can't remember. His name. I'm sorry. Uh, he Come was on. at Nova. He's at LVO. I know who he is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I tried to keep the chat up like on my phone, and it just like it seemed like it wasn't updating. Yeah. That's so fine. I gave yeah. it eventually, but it's fine. I'll I'll tell you when something of importance is coming up. And... <laughs> I get I get to be a true co-host, not any yeah. responsibility. Is, that's that's is... that's what you're here for. You're here for your smiling face and to add to the baldness of this cast. Um, <laughs> um all right. Uh okay, so let's <laughs> finally get ready there to close. What are your closing thoughts? We did it, boys. Keep it keep it short. <laughs> closing thoughts. We got we gotta hit closing thoughts. There's closing thoughts. I thought all of those were closing thoughts. All right, we're How done. I am not I am not tagline. good at closing episode. The end of the episode. All right, here we go. Great. Um I have not, a written. what have we Hey, right there. That's where you need to cut it. Is we, right there, just with the grenades. We do, that's we do it. Mostly, most of this has been rogue agent stuff. Can we take yeah. like one ominous thing for the closing and just yeah, go ahead. What, yeah, the most Star Wars thing you Boom. can do is X, and that's our closing. When you get your Darth Maul, cut him in half. <laughs> the most Star Wars thing you can do is murder Darth Maul to end the episode. Boom. Done. Nerds out. <laughs> <laughs>